You're listening to the Morning Punch and Show with RBNJ live and direct for more cities and an Instagram model's bio. Get ready for some boxing talk on the clock. Let's face it, you're not working and somebody's got to pay for the Wi-Fi. Good morning, everybody. It is RBNJ. This is the Morning Punch and Show, the most unpredictable, unscripted, but always real morning boxing talk show in the game. Today is Wednesday, August 2nd, 2017. We are bringing you a special edition since we missed you guys on Monday. Let me properly introduce my partner in crime, creator and founder of BadCulture.net from Inglewood, California, Jay LaBeouf. What's good, Jay? Inglewood. Good morning, everybody. It's good to be back with you. It is Wednesday. It is not Monday. Your radio is not mm-hmm. tripping. It is Wednesday, and we are glad to be back with you. Finally going to get a chance to talk some Broner Garcia. Womp, womp. Me and Jake took the L in prediction wars, but we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. Womp, womp is right about that fight. But before we get into that, let's talk about the man who is the center of this prediction war, Mikey Garcia, who is the subject of today's hot question. Today's hot question is, is Mikey's current free status agent status helping or hurting his career? We asked you on social media last night and asked you to use the hashtag TMPS. I'm going to give a few responses, and if we have a little bit more time, we'll ask later. We'll ask. Uh, we'll read some more later in the show. Uh, Ko Johnson too says that his current free agent status. Let me clarify what that means, because apparently there were some people who misunderstood the question in social media. By free agent status, we mean that he's not currently signed to a promoter like he was before. He was signed to top rank. He's not signed with Golden Boy. He hasn't started his own company like he's mentioned to us, and we've heard Robert Garcia on this very show say he was interested in starting his own promotional company. Free agent as in not signed to a promoter, but we do know he's signed to a network based by his statements. K.O. Johnson says that his current status is helping since he has a direct relationship with the network and isn't heavily tied down by promotional obligations he learned from his past. Hater stats Hater hates rats? Oh, hates rats. Says a mixture of both. I'm pretty sure the only way he lands a huge name from either TR or GB will probably have to include options. And at BL underscore Rich says, let's see how easily he can make fights with non-PBC fighters. If he can't, he essentially is just a chess piece in the PBC universe. And that's kind of what we're getting to. But we'll talk about that a little bit more in the show. Keep answering our hot question. Is free agent status helping or hurting Mikey Garcia? Time will tell, but we still want to hear your responses. Back to you, RB. All right. Thank you. Definitely want to get Jake Donovan's take on that here in a little bit, too, and see how he feels about that. Um, But we do want to also play some know it or blow it today, so make sure you call in the hotline, 718-508-9852. Press 1. If you'd like to play Know It or Blow It Boxing Trivia and uh, win a free gift from forama.com. Jay, before we get started talking about Broner and Garcia, what is your take on your hot question? It was a really good question. Do you think his free agent status has been helping Mikey Garcia or hurting him? Well, I looked at these statements. What made me think about that was Todd DeBolf's recent statements, who uh, Mm -hmm. is with top rank way in on Mikey Garcia sounded a real hurt. And we could see their standpoint. I'm sure the severing of their relationship wasn't a good one. It never is in these types of situations. 
So it will remain to be seen if they're willing to make fights with him at his current weight class, if he can fight outside of the PB universe, as the other tweeter mentioned. I think at this point, it's going to be a little tough for him to make fights. Golden Boy has made it very clear how they feel. I mean, they will when it's a mandatory and they need to make the fights, but I'm just not sure at this point who's going to be willing to work with him. Yes, he is a great guy. He has a great relationship, great personality, but on the business side, it's really tough when you walk away from a promotional entity and try to do business with them once you've walked away. So right now, I'm just not sure, but it's going to be tough. What do you think, RB? Yeah. Well, you know, I question whether or not he really is a free agent because after the fight, a lot of people would ask him, you know, what's next for you? And, of course, you know, there's certain guys' names that he wants to fight, like the Lomachenkos and the Crawfords and the Pacquiao's. And he made a comment in one video and he said, meet me on Showtime. And I'm like, uh, okay, so are you a free agent or not? Does that mean you have a Showtime deal? And when I saw the Broner Garcia fight, I saw Sam Watson and Mikey Garcia's corner. So is he really mm-hmm. with Al Heyman or is he really a free agent? So I question his free agency a little bit. Um, so, you know, I think that whatever he is doing right now is good. He's had three good comeback fights. He's been on television. He's had very good performances. He's made some good money, you know, since his return. So I don't think it's hurting him, but I don't necessarily think he's a free agent either. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. I feel you. The lines are definitely drawn in the sand, but we know people can come together for the right amount of money. I know I can. I <laughs> Exactly. Um, and the interview that Todd uh, DeBuff from Top Rank did with, I believe it was Boxing Scene, uh, you know, he did say that uh, Mikey Garcia wants to fight Pacquiao and Crawford and Lomachenko, and apparently they had even met before this whole Broner fight. And I think that's where a little of the saltiness comes from, from Todd LaBeouf as well, is like, look, they were just in here meeting with us, and then they go and they make a fight with Adrian Broner. Like, it's nonsense. You know, he's telling us he mm. wants to fight Crawford. And then he goes and he makes a fight with Broner. So uh, there is going to be a lot of pettiness there. And like Jay said, when you separate from any entity, there's always a little, you know, bitterness. And that was a long battle that they had. That lawsuit went, what, like two years or something like that? So I don't know how quick we're going to see Mikey Garcia versus, you know, Lomachenko or Crawford. But uh, Linares is out there for him. You know, that's a good fight. There's definitely other good fights. So – Let's forward and let's talk about the Mikey Garcia versus Broner, Adrian Broner fight. Uh, so Mikey Garcia did keep his undefeated record intact, and he had a dominant 12-round performance against Adrian Broner. Main event on Showtime Saturday from the Barclays Center. Uh, man, Jay, I, I will say Mikey Garcia impressed me. He took the lead early on. He showcased a lot of fundamentals. You know, he's so sound in, with his technique you know, he showed us combinations. He showed us jabs. He showed us power punches. He was working the body. I mean, it was all night long like, where he was really doing some textbook stuff. You know, his IQ is like on a million in the ring. And you just really saw the difference between, like, an okay mediocre fighter versus an elite fighter. Broner was in survival mode early on. Um, and do I think Broner lives to see another day? Yeah, you know what I mean? But at this point... I think he's almost like a stepping stone. He's a name at this point. 
Can he still rumble with some other guys at 140, 147? Sure. But is he going to be that elite guy? Is he going to be that pay-per-view star that we all, you know, maybe hoped for or thought he could be? Probably not. That was probably it for him. How'd you see the fight, Jay? That ship, the elite status, elite positioning for Adrian Brunver, that ship has failed. That ship is gone. He is no longer looked at as an elite fighter. A good fighter, absolutely, but elite, no doubt. I Looking at how he looked in the fight, he looked conditioned. I never thought he looked winded or tired during the fight. He just looked completely outclassed. He looked like he had no idea what to do with Mikey Garcia. He just sat so he spent so much time with the high guard, and the high guard ultimately was irrelevant because Mikey kept slipping right through it, around it, under it, through it, over the river, mm. and through the woods. Anywhere Mikey could throw a punch and land, he did. And he just completely looked like the superior fighter. Like you said, Adrian Broner still will fight another day. He'll get other fights. But in terms of that legacy and as one of the most formidable men in the sport when it's all said and done, I think that's done. He'll be remembered as controversial, as someone who entertained us. But among the Mount Rushmore, if you will, of boxing, it won't have a a big A-B chain hanging from it. That ship is sealed. Yeah. But Mikey Garcia looked fantastic. You know, I kicked myself for picking against him because I really do like Mikey Garcia. I just thought I'd see something different. But Mikey was amazing. I'll eat that humble pie with a fork and some coffee because he was Mm. great. He was really, really great. Well, well, I won't be be so humble. I'm going to toot my own horn and go back to what I said about Adrian Broner last week. As a fighter... You can't live like a rock star and have one good camp. It doesn't work when you're fighting an elite A-level guy. And now I think it goes to show you that even discipline is a skill, you know. And if you're not disciplined and you want to live like a rock star and you want to do drugs and drink and leak sex tapes and do all this stuff, it eventually catches up to you. And it's actually caught up to Broner three times already. You know, he's got three losses, and it's not because he's not talented. It's not because he doesn't have skills, but he was never really disciplined. And and it's a real shame, but you can't just have one good eight-week camp and think that your body was going to be able to stick with a fight like this. I mean, he was in total survival mode. His body was in complete shock. He was on a soup diet. I mean, there's just so many wrong things about this fight. But Showtime and Al Heyman and everyone else knew that this was the right time to make that fight very smart on their behalf. Anyway, uh, the, the show itself, Jay, did about a million viewers. So you know what? You wow. can't say that the boy don't draw numbers. We know he does. We know Broner does ratings. We know he does numbers. Okay. <sighs> Moving on. He puts that the co-feature. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, the co-feature was Jamal Charlo. Uh, versus Jorge Sebastian Highland. So Jamal Charlo, he made his debut at 160, and he stopped uh, Highland. And I don't mean to be rude, but that's all pretty much I have to say about this fight. We knew what it was going into it. The, the dude from Argentina had mad issues with his leg. He looked like he was walking on stilts. It looked like he was doing the stanky leg. I mean, he was completely uncomfortable from round one on. It was very awkward to even watch it. I mean, he had no power, you know, but Jamal Charlo made his debut. He got the win. He got the stoppage. 
I believe now he is the WBC mandatory for whoever wins Canelo Golovkin. Yes, if yes, I he that is. Correctly, somewhere. Yes, he is. You're, yeah, that's about it. It was a tough night for Highland between the being bulldozed and the one broke leg, looking like Peg Leg Pete hobbling around the boat <laughs> with Blackbeard. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Hey, but you, that's not Jamal Charlo's fault. Charlo looked great. He looked like a beast. He looked big. He looked strong. The move up in mm-hmm. weight was definitely the right decision for him. If he's able to make the fight with the winner between Golovkin and, and uh, Triple G, from a business point of view, from a politics point of view, he better hope it's Triple G and not Canelo because he might be a long time <laughs> waiting if Canelo wins that fight. So he should hope that Triple G wins that fight. But I'm here for it. I remember when uh, we were in New York recently in that cold-ass winter for the fight, a little birdie told us that they wanted to see Charlo versus uh, Canelo. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, if if that fight happens, that's great. But from a business standpoint, he better hope that Triple G Molly Wops Canelo so he can get that opportunity. Because we know Tom can make will make fights with anybody. Oscar might be a little bit more tough, but yeah, Charlo, I'm with it. I'm I want him. He was a little bit nice in a post fight interview. I want him to be the heel that he was after the fight against J Rock Williams. I like full heel Charlo, mean Charlo, mean Charlo. Yes. Nice Charlo. Eh. I like being yeah. Charlo. It goes with the fighting well, style. Yeah. Our buddy Adam Abramowitz, SN Boxing on Twitter, he put out the perfect matchup after that fight. And he said, I'd love to see Jamal Charlo versus Danny Jacobs at 160. That's, a, that's an awesome fight. It belongs in fight. New York. It belongs in Brooklyn. I mean, that, that would be a great, great matchup. And, you know, mm-hmm. realistically, what do I see next for him? You know, it's, it's probably going to be a guy like Kid Chocolate, like Peter Quillen, you know, which he was I don't know when he ever plans to fight again. But I think when he does, you know, I, I think that's the type of fight that we're going to see for Charlo. I think they're going to keep building him and hopefully they keep some more momentum behind him. Dave, the fight that You're I right. want you to recap for us is the Jarrell <laughs> Miller versus Gerald Washington fight. Jarrell Miller stopped Gerald Washington after eight rounds. And I, unfortunately, did not get to see it. How was that? That fight went as expected with Jarrell Miller getting the win by stoppage. But it went longer than I expected. And it only went longer because he's big as hell. 294 pounds entering the ring on fight night. At least a good, a big, big man. Uh, Definitely 30, probably about 30 to 35 pounds above what his team would like him to compete at. He was dominant, and he does do some good movements there, but he would be so much more effective if he was a little bit smaller. It just, it is what it is. But he made easy work of Gerald Washington. He peppered him all night. But what was impressive about Big Baby Miller is the the fact that he's not just a sloppy heavyweight throwing punches, big sodding blows, however with without coordination. He does do some slick things in there that would make him a crafty opponent. So he got a chance to display a little bit of that movement since the fight went on for so long. Poor Gerald Washington. He didn't know what to do with that. Not only was the guy Aww. substantially bigger than him, but he had the ability to throw from different angles and it was just a tough night for the former USC football guy. 
Gerald Long. Miller, I, I definitely want to see more of him since the whole heavyweight drama is happening with Joshua and Klitschko and Ortiz and, and, and Wilder needs an opponent. Maybe that might be the fight, Wilder versus Miller. Miller seems like he's willing and able. He's represented or he's promoted by Gary Cohen, if I'm not mistaken. It's a fight they definitely could make, especially since all the other Mm. stuff is going on. We don't want to see Wilder against, like, Areola again. We don't want to see the Stubborn fight again. So, hey, why not make it? They both got big mouthpieces. The buildup would be great, so... Congratulations to Miller for his decisive victory over Washington. Get on the treadmill, bruh. And you're going to need to get on the treadmill messing with Wilder. But, yeah, that yeah. would be a great you, fight and a great you, victory. J- Gerald Washington reminds me of Seth Mitchell in many ways. Mm. You guys remember Seth Mitchell? He was the football player Absolutely. from Maryland or somewhere. And, you know, they, right. they really built him up. And, and then, you know, he got beat a few times. And you just – you knew that he hit his plateau. Yes. You knew that there was, like, really no more for him. Um, and, and that's yeah. kind of where Gerald Washington, in my opinion, is right now, that he's gotten some really good fights. He's made some pretty decent paydays. But this is probably his level. Like, he probably hit his yeah. plateau. And, you know, that's this is probably it for him. I mean, it's – Heyman could maybe use him as a step-up fight for, like, maybe one of his young prospects or something like that. But, you know, getting another big fight, probably not. Um, Anyway, before we bring Jake on for Jake's take, Golden Boy had a show on ESPN on Saturday night as well. Um, And Saddam Ali captured the WBA international welterweight title. He scored his third straight victory with a unanimous win over Johan Perez. In the co-main event, Alejandro Barrera, he upset the favorite Eddie Gomez from New York in a very competitive co-main event. Yes, our boy Eddie took the L. Uh, So anyway, that's this this past weekend's fight recap. Let's take a couple commercial breaks here, and then we're going to bring on Jake Donovan for Jake's Take. Any vehicle, any age, any mileage. With Nationwide Auto Warranties, you will stop paying unexpected costly repair bills and let an extended auto warranty pay. Go to NationwideAutoWarranties.com for an instant email quote or call 1-866-352-4999 for a free no-obligation phone quote. So stop paying and let Nationwide Auto Warranties get you your coverage today. Again, that number is 1-866-352-4999 or visit NationwideAutoWarranties.com. It's a night of boxing royalty you won't want to miss. This is James Smith from In This Corner TV. The Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame will be holding its fifth annual induction ceremony on August the 12th in the fight capital of the world, Las Vegas. Many of the legends of the sport, past and present, will be on hand for this charity event, and you will want to be right there with them. For more information about this amazing event, please go to nbbhof.com. Tickets are on sale now. You're rocking with the Morning Punching Show with RB and J, and now it's time for Jake's Take. All right, good morning, RB and J. Good morning. What's going on, Jake? Jake Donovan, what's going on in the streets? It sounds like you're out there in the streets. Are you mixing cocktails again? Uh, No, unfortunately, uh, we're the orphan condolences. Had a cousin that passed away, so I'm up here in Oregon. uh, Just paying my respects. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Our condolences. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry to bring him down. But yes. Jeez. <laughs> it's okay. We Shaky. all can. Well, thank, thank you for still joining us. Now we feel terrible. Oh, Big big hug out to you and your family Well let's get you going And let's get you back with your family We want to get Jake's take this morning I have a couple topics for you um, That I want to get some updates on One being the WBC Is really trying to reach This agreement between Wilder, Severn And Ortiz They want to reach an agreement Wilder needs a fight what is the latest with that? It, it, what's the biggest holdup here? Is it still Don King? Uh, not exactly. I mean, Don King is in his right to be doing what he's doing. Honestly, the biggest holdup is WBC just not enforcing its own rules. Um, they finally, uh, who's Salvador Rodriguez on ESPN Deportes uh, reported, the WBC is finally trying to bring closure to this mess where they realize the burn isn't going to go away, but he's also not fighting. And for whatever reason, they can't remove him as the mandatory. So I think the WBC is trying to create a situation where maybe they can get a Severn a fight where it guarantees him the winner of Wilder and, say, Luis Ortiz, if that becomes the fight. Um, I guess because they're realizing um, Severn's not going away. What I don't understand, this fight was ordered way back. It was the day after uh, Deontay beat Gerald Washington. This is way back in February. Why wasn't the mm-hmm. just ordered in March? I know, you know Al Heyman and Don King gave assurances that they were going to work everything out. Fine. You want to mm-hmm. say March going into April, you take them on their word. Once it hits May and they still don't have a date or a site or a network, you put it to a person. You just you put it to rest right then and there. This, um, this fight really should have happened. If this is the fight the WBC ordered, this fight should have happened already. Deontay should have had this fight. He should be looking at fight number three. Not sitting on the shelf waiting until October, November for his next fight. Mm. So, I mean, the WBC, they take a big L on this one. Deontay does as well because if he's willing to sit by and just let the WBC and Al and Don King kind of let this thing drag along, dump the damn belt. You know, you're bigger mm-hmm. than any belt that you put around your waist. If you want to fight Luis Ortiz and Anthony Joshua, uh, you know, Joseph Parker, any of these big heavyweight names, someone other than Berman Severn, dump the damn belt. You tell the WBC, let Berman Severn go fight whoever you assign as number two in a fight that nobody's going to want. Then it becomes Don King's problem. You know, James Prince, he put it best. He said that, you know, the fact that no network wants Wilder Severn too, that's Deontay's problem. That's Al Heyman's problem. That's not ah. their problem. So, they should have just made the fight already. So hopefully the WBC acts much quicker than, you know, they have been, because honestly they've been dragging their feet for the past five months. Um, hopefully they give Severn a deal that he's acceptable with and Deontay can finally move on. It should be Luis Ortiz. I know Eddie Hearn keeps trying to push Dillian White. I'm not sure that's going to be the fight that they want next, unless Al, you know, <laughs> happens to sign Dillian White in the near future. But mm-hmm. the, uh, being that Deontay and Luis Ortiz are both with Al Heyman, that's obviously the fight they want. So if they can get Severn out of the way, that should be the fight that's next. Because I don't see any network picking up Wilder Severn. And unless NBC right. decides they're going to get back in the boxing business for the fourth quarter, you know, Al Heyman is all out of network to put this fight on. So unless he's going to put okay. it on FS1, which is probably where it should belong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, time out. Because you're leading into our second topic, Jake. Tell it like it is, which is says. Jake. Um, Talking about networks now and where certain matchups are going to go, yes. what, where are we going to see good matchups from the PBC without show, besides Showtime? And what I mean by that is yeah. what other networks do they really have now to put on good matchups? Where do they go? You know, if you're looking at the way things have shaken out, it's really exactly the way it was before the PBC was formed. You know, when Al Hayden yeah. had most of his guys with Golden Boy, not necessarily signed to Golden Boy, but Golden Boy as the lead promoter, the prospects mm-hmm. were being showcased on FS1. 
and then their main fights were going on Showtime since they were banned on HBO. That's really what we're down to now. Fox, I don't believe they're going to have any more dates this year. A few months ago, NBC was on board to have some dates in the fourth quarter, but there's been no movement on that. So outside of CBS stepping up, which is really just you know an, an extension of Showtime, we're right back to where we were in 2014. This, it seemed like that was the plan before Golden Boy imploded, where the, the prospects would be showcased on FS1, which they are, because they're getting mm-hmm. about two dates a month. And then all the major fights are going on Showtime. So obviously the whole, you know, free fights and all that, you know, th- that campaign, that was the most ridiculous thing they did in year one. You know, that and guaranteeing that every week was going to be, you know, big fights. But I'm not saying PBC is dead, but it seems like PBC is just going to be relegated to Showtime from here on out. Like I said, unless NBC decides they're going to get back in the boxing business. I would like to see CBS offer more than, you know, Keith Thurman's annual fight. But outside of that, it's, you know, you better start subscribing to Showtime. <laughs> you made that sound like a family reunion. That's exactly what it is. That's, <laughs> That's what it is. It's, it's the Thurman's family reunion, right? There you go. Get Tyler Perry to direct every episode. <laughs> I can't with Jake this morning. Jake is I, on uh, fire. Let me get my money yeah, so let ready me, for let the fight. <laughs> Let me say this. With Showtime closing the gap the way they have, and now with the, you know, the boatload of money they're going to be rolling into once you know, Mayweather-McGregor happens, there's no reason why CBS shouldn't be showing more than one fight a year. You know, it shouldn't just be the Keith Thurman show. It's, you know, they have the opportunity now. You know, it's, you know, find a date in November where you know, maybe there's not a big college football game on that night and you know, at least get, get your feet wet that way. Then from there, guarantee two or three fights a year. But you know, if they think they're going to drive Showtime um, – numbers just by saying, you know, we're going to be the home for PBC. It's, you know, I, I just don't want to see that momentum squandered. Right. Right. Now that, that we have this whittling down of networks that are going yeah. to be showing PBC fights, do you think that the inevitable leap now is the severing of a lot more of these relationships that these fighters have with Al Heyman? We've seen better matchups starting to occur almost like a survivor and somebody gets voted off the island at the conclusion, do you think that the whole entity is going to start whittling down to a more manageable level, would you say? I, I think it kind of already has, because if you look at year one, I mean, there was always, the misconception was that it was all a bunch of mismatches. The, the prospects are matched way tougher than on any other platform. I would say they're matched tougher than even Showbox, who you know, was offered in their you know, 15, 20 years of existence. So that seemed to be like, you know, the, the survivor mode right then and there. You know, they signed 200 guys and they told all the prospects, you know, the ones they liked, you know, like Lubin, he wasn't matched particularly tough on the way up, up until they realized right. he was going to become a contender. That's when he started getting mm-hmm. matched tougher. But the other guys, it just seemed like, you know, let's fish and cut bait. You know, we're going to throw two tough, you know, prospects in there. Whoever wins, we're going to keep them moving. You know, if it's the guy they like, obviously, and whoever loses, those right. guys get cut out. So... Um, So I think that process has always been in place. At the top level, I think they kind of have an idea of already who they're going to keep moving forward with. So I think it's just going to be consistently good matchups. You know, that that Showtime is going to help drive because they're the ones paying for it. But, I mean, even on Bounce TV, I mean, we got, you know, uh, Robert Easter and Dennis Shafikov. You know, that, I mean, it was a mandatory matchup. But it was, you know, Al Heyman has a way of, you know, making whatever fight he wants. He made that fight. And I think, you know, Robert Easter is going to be in another tough fight. And that was on Bounce TV. And, you know, he's a big hit in his mm-hmm. hometown. He's, you know, two fights in a row on Bounce where he's done good ratings. So, you know, that so, might be the spillover for whatever date Showtime can't offer. Okay. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that you think that they know who they're going to kind of run with and who they're going to push right. moving forward. Let's talk about who some of those guys are. And I want to be really, really real 
because there's some trainers that listen to this show and there's some other people in the industry that they feel like their fighter is one of those guys. And I hate to, like, pop bubbles and stuff, but they're just not, you know. So let's talk about some of the guys that are going to get some push that are, you know, I don't want to call them one of the favorites, but that we see that, you know, they're going to – they're going to be at the forefront of the TBC. I mean, I'll start and I'll say, okay, Earl Spence is one of them. Yes, absolutely. Who yeah, else? Earl Spence, Who, what other Keith guys Thurman. do you think they're going to? Keith Thurman is Go obvious. Ahead. Deontay Wilder. I, I think Danny Garcia they're going to continue to roll with, you know, as long as he's not too fussy with who he wants to fight in the near future. Um, Sean Porter is a guy that looks like they're finally starting to push. He was a guy that – he was one of the few that actually kicked and screamed all along, saying he wasn't quite yeah, happy with, you know, the, the breadcrumbs that out – that I was offering. And, and, you know, he had every right to be. I mean, he's the guy that beat Adrian Broner, and then he never got that push after that. So he's been stuck with, you know, one, maybe two fights a year. So they're finally giving him that push. Um, you know, mm-hmm. if he fights Danny Garcia, even better. Sadly, I don't see Adrian Broner going away. But, you know, he's – you know, I, I think he's going to get ma- uh, continue to be match tougher moving forward. He's not going to get any more, you know, Adrian Granados and – Habib, Alec Fadiz, he's going to, you know, be in tough fights from here on out. I think Al, Al has to tell him he's thrown you enough money, you know, so if you want to stay on board, you want to get paid, you know, these are the guys you're going to have to fight. All right, so when it, it comes to PBC, do we say that they're, that they're really going to get behind Lubin? Do you think Lubin is one of those guys? I, absolutely. I mean, as long as he gets past Jamel Charlo. Um, it's weird. PBC seems to like the Charlos, but they really haven't done anything with them. Um, I, yeah. I can't remember who actually asked them this question, but like both Charlos even made a point. As big as Al is on them, they've never even been in really their own main event with you know maybe one or two exceptions. There always seems to be stuff in a mm. cult feature on someone else's show. You know, uh, right. each of them had that last fight in, in Brooklyn on separate cards. Uh, before that, Jamal was out in you know L.A. when he fought uh, J. Rock. But you know they've only been in you know in Texas. Never mind Houston. Just in Texas, you know maybe you know once or twice in the in the past few years. So I, I think they're guys, they're going to take, they're going to get whatever fight they want, but they're not necessarily going to get that PDC push. Maybe because there's just not a lot to push. I mean, RB, you brought this up, you know, yesterday and the day before on Twitter. You know, there's some guys that have ability, but not everyone has marketability. And I think the Charlos, they're that type, you know, they could be marketable, but there's really not a lot of substance to them other than what they offer in the ring. You know, they talk, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the occasional junk, but they're not the greatest interviews and they're not the most vibrant personalities. And there's a lot of boxers that are like that. You know, they really should be trained See? to become more marketable. You know, some guys just no. have charisma, some don't. The ones that don't have charisma, you know, maybe get Jordan Hardy to coach these guys, you know. No, Jakey. What we need them to do is go full heel, full ass. <laughs> they are much well, more mean, entertaining when they go full asshole. And I love you know, it. We say you that. can be the asshole we, we, when you win. Right, we say that, but then look how many opportunities Adrian Broner has got. Look how many times people complain, you know, why is Broner getting another big yeah. fight? And that's why, you know. I mean, he's made the headlines for all the wrong reasons, and he's getting the paydays that other guys really should be getting. So, I mean, do you know, we, the, the fact that he lost to Mikey Garcia. I ain't believing it. <laughs> do, do, we call, do we put Mikey Garcia on that list? Do we think that PBC is really going to get behind him, push him, keep the momentum going? Because I agree with you so far. I think that they're – their main guys are Spence, Thurman, Wilder, Garcia, and Lubin. But I kind of want to add Mikey Garcia to the list, too. I'm going to say Mikey Garcia seems to be more of a Showtime guy than a PBC guy. Because uh, Mikey mm-hmm. likes the, you know, the idea of being a free agent. He believes he could talk to whoever mm-hmm. he wants. So the fact mm-hmm. that he doesn't have a promoter, I mean, that helps. I mean, if he wants to go chase a fight with Linares, I mean, there's not a lot of obstacles standing in the way right now. 
even if it means fighting with artists in England, Japan, or, you know, wherever he dictates. The flip side to that is without a promoter, Mikey's one of those guys. He's never really been a big ticket seller, even when top rank was really pushing behind him. He has all the ability in the world, and he's, I think he has a very good personality for boxing. I think he's terrific for the future of boxing. But he needs that promoter that, you know, I mean, he had it with top rank, and, you know, they, they blew it for, you know, whatever happened between them. But if he's going to stay with, you know, PBC and Showtime, he's going to need, like, an assigned promoter at all times. So I don't know if the East Coast spot is going to be right. So, you know, Lou DiBello wouldn't be the best guy, although he'd be my first pick if you're going to go for PBC promoter. But maybe, you know, you finally, you know, you tell Tom Brown, you know, to, to get a push yeah. behind him on the West Coast. But he needs someone tooting the horn for him. You know, Robert Garcia and say an F you to, to anyone who won't, you know, give in to their demands. That, that's not going to get it done with a talent like Mikey Garcia. You know, he's a guy right. you want to see fight three or four times a year. Mikey seems to want to fight three or four times a year. But find a, you know, a Tom Brown or a Tom Loeffel, someone that's going to negotiate with every single promoter. That's who Mikey Garcia needs, especially if he's willing to fight all these guys. He needs Russell so, okay, so, <laughs> You know what? You bring, up a, you bring up a good point there about Mikey being more of a Showtime guy. So now we can see with the – can we say that with some certainty that the writing on the wall now is that Showtime's new stars are going to be Anthony Joshua and Mikey yeah. Garcia? They never do Absolutely. too many – you know, we, we're not seeing Wilder, who was being kind of touted as a Showtime star. Right. Bronner, when he well, was I winning, think, but now you need one big guy, one little guy. So is Mikey Garcia that, that guy now for Showtime? I, I would think so. I mean, they, they've been all the way behind him from the moment he said he was coming back. I mean, he got that, you know, soft fight against, uh, against Rojas that they sold as, you know, he's fighting a former world champion. I mean, that was the most BS tagline I've ever seen for a, for a comeback fight. So, I mean, they're all the way behind. So, and, you know, he likes the idea that someone's really pushing for him. So I'm not sure, you know, maybe HBO did the job they were supposed to do, and maybe it was just a clash in personalities, but he never seemed to get that star push that he's getting now, at least from Showtime. So, yeah, Mikey Garcia is absolutely that star. You know, once, you know, Errol Spence decides he becomes a Showtime fighter, he's going to be mm. that guy, too, that they're going to push heavily. And I think they're still going to be in the Deontay business. I mean, Deontay's next fight will be on Showtime. And, you know, they want to push Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua needs a rival, though. You know, you, you can't yeah. have a big fight without a guy in the other corner, right? So, That's you know, correct. he'll probably fight Vladimir Klitschko next. But in 2018, you know, if he's going to become a global superstar, he's going to need a Deontay Wilder. So why not push both of them? That's right. Ooh, Jakey Jakey got the fire this morning. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, well, look, let's get into prediction words. Let's move forward and oh, talk boy. about <laughs> some fights that are happening this weekend. Yeah. Uh, we have on ESPN Lomachenko versus Mariaga. Now, obviously, this is not the fight that, you know, everyone everyone wanted to see for Lomachenko next. We all thought we were going to get the Salido rematch, and that unfortunately didn't happen. But let's right. start with you, Jake. Lomachenko, Mariaga, break it down and give us your prediction. Uh, this should be a sparring session for Vasily uh, Lomachenko. <laughs> That's no disrespect to, to Mariaga, but, I mean, that just seems to be any time, you know, Lomachenko fights with the exception of, obviously, when he fought Orlando Toledo. Um, he could really make a statement by stopping Mariaga here, because Mariaga does have a decent chin. He's never, I don't believe he's ever been stopped. I, I'm going to say that uh, Lomachenko stops him around nine or ten rounds. Hmm. All right. <laughs> I mean, I'd love, I'd love uh, to pick Mariaga and go ahead, you know, predict that Lomachenko breaks his ankle on the way to the ring. Don't do that to yourself. I, 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 and then he can't fight. But then again, we just saw a world of dance. The guy, you know, tore ligaments, and, you know, J-Lo decided no. to go to the finals. Don't so. bring that. Don't bring that. <laughs> uh, so I know. Hey, I was devastated, too. 
But, yeah, so Lomachenko, I'm going to say uh, ninth round knockout. Ninth round. Ooh. Okay, yeah, Jay, Jay, how about you, Jay? I think it's going to go something like this. <laughs> and I think that Lomachenko gets him out in four. I think he's going to step around him like he's on a drill team, turn, step, turn, step, pepper, 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 turn, step. And he's going to get him out of there like he's in a marching band during the halftime Super Bowl show. It's a wrap. Mariaga, he's going to make quick, easy mincemeat. He's going to be tender enough to put on a grill by the time that fight is done. Lomachenko's going to wear him out, and it won't take long. I say four. Loma and four. Uh, okay, Lomachenko, Mariaga. Uh, I, I am going to agree with Jake. I think it is going to be somewhat of a sparring session. I think Lomachenko is going to be very textbook-like always. We're not going to see anything flashy. But I think that he is going to stop Mariaga. Whether the corner stops it, whether the ref stops it, it's going to be like enough is enough. I'm going to go with Lomachenko in six. Um, in the co-feature, Beltran versus Vasquez, I, over the past year, have become somewhat of a Beltran fan. I love that he's been fighting, you know, for his green card. And he's got a lot of passion behind him. He's one of the old guys that, you know, is still getting it the hard way. You know, he's finally making some decent paydays. I was going to go with Beltran, and I think he's going to knock Vasquez out. What do you think, Jake? That, that's, that's a bold uh, prediction. I would love to see uh, Beltran step up like that. I, I think that fight's going to go to distance, though. I think it's going to be a brutally one-sided fight. I think Beltran is really going to drag it out of Brian Vasquez, who hasn't been the most active guy even when he was at his best. Uh, I, I think it's going to go to distance, so I'm going to say Beltran wins. Maybe scores a knockdown or two along the way, but wins like a 118-108 a type of decision. Let's see. All right. And for me, Beltran versus Vasquez. I think that Beltran's going to end it in nine. Beltran has been on a nice comeback trail. I'm I'm definitely going to pick Beltran as the winner, but I'm not sure about the distance. I'll, I'll stick with my pick. I'll say Beltran by stoppage in nine. I'm going to go with Beltran in nine. All right. Well, that's prediction words. We'll have to see how it, how we all shake out. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So we, <laughs> RB, will bow down this week on prediction words because you kind of eat through us last week. So we're going we gonna to take our L's like some real champs because that's what real champs do. Sometimes you take a step back and you just got to come back stronger and harder in the next fight. So we're going to take our L's like adults. Amen. All right. Oh, wait, Jake, just wait. I got to give it to us, Jake. You know, I never thought I'd have to give it to myself, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. we fell flat last week. That's for sure. Okay. Well, Jakey, it's think, always a pleasure. Remind the people in the back where they can find you. We know you're on Twitter, at Jake in the Box. Where can they find you and your prolific writing on a daily basis? Uh, you can find me on fightnight.com. All right. Well, thanks, Jakey. Right. Uh, our condolences to you and our family, and we'll get back with you soon. All right. Thank you very much, RB and Jay. For all the latest news, interviews, and boxing schedules, visit BoxingInsider.com, providing readers with everything from the latest fight schedules to interviews with your favorite boxers. BoxingInsider.com has you covered from top to bottom. BoxingInsider.com is looking for new writers. Think you have what it takes to join the team? Submit your articles to our team at info at BoxingInsider.com. Visit BoxingInsider.com today, the only boxing website where you become the fifth man in the corner.
All right, and we are back with some In Case You Missed It. This is the time where we update you with all the stuff that you missed over the boxing week. And I'll start off with something that I just saw uh, flash across my timeline. And In Case You Missed It news, the WBC, according to Bad Love Hook, will be ordering Danny Garcia versus Sean Porter for the interim title should Sean Porter get past Thomas DeLorme going to get to that topic in just a moment so just fresh off the press according to bat left hook the wbc is going to order danny garcia versus sean porter for the interim title and it in case you missed it news richard schaefer's ring star sports has signed nonito donaire donaire is currently training in japan and looks to return to the ring in september so stay tuned for details on that Back to what I kicked off with, Sean Porter. Sean Porter versus Thomas DeLorme will be added to the Mayweather-McGregor undercard. A great fight, a great opportunity. A lot of eyes at Sean Porter desperately has been wanting, and it's good Mm -hmm. to see that he is going to get some prime time light on his career. Next, and in case you missed it, news. If you don't have 10 racks to sit ringside for Mayweather-McGregor, I know I don't. No problem. The fight is going to be shown in a theater near you. Phantom Events has partnered with Mayweather Promotions, and they're going to have the fight showing in the movie theaters like they've done in the past with Canelo Triple G. I uh, excuse me, with Mayweather versus Canelo. So if you're not going to Vegas and you don't want to pay the 99 for the fight, you can go watch it in a movie theater. Also, and in case you missed it, news: uh, Tyson Fury announced his retirement again on IG. He wrote. <laughs> Been very blessed in my life and career uh, achievements. The utmost in boxing was an epic long journey along the way. Thanks to all the fans that supported me and believed in me. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did the end. You're right. Jay, someone else that um, reportedly has retired, and I read this last week, was Takeshi Mura. They said he retired. Yes, he did. I was shocked by that retirement. Yeah, I mean, folks just dropping off. People want to move on to the next part of life. But, hey, I'm not mad at you. If you can afford it, do it. It's a tough business. Also, Mm -hmm. in case you missed it, 24-7 Canelo Golovkin debuts on Saturday, August 26th. And it will be, it uh, comes on at midnight Eastern Standard Time, immediately following the previously announced World Championship Boxing doubleheader that begins at 945. Also, and in case you missed it, news, Anthony Joshua versus Vladimir Klitschko rematch has been penciled in for November 11th in Las Vegas. So, remember, we've been talking about this for a few weeks now, the heavyweight drama that's been going on. So, you know, thank you, girls, RB and J. Also, and in case you missed it, news. Now, this one was, was particularly amusing. I know we've regurgitated it all through social media, but the Carl Frampton fight over the weekend. So Carl Frampton's Uh, opponent, well, the fight that didn't happen. Carl Frampton was supposed to fight this weekend, but the first part of the shenanigans was him coming in overweight, missing weight, which was very surprising. That just tells you the level of uh, seriousness he had about the bout. So he comes in overweight, but then his opponent, Gutierrez, slipped and fell in the shower, knocked his teeth out, and busted up his chin. Only in, what was it? Who did was it Scooby Doo? Did somebody put some baby oil in the shower? Did the Frampton team slip in there and jack him up? At any rate, no fight for Carl Frampton this weekend. So I don't know. Maybe they set up Gutierrez so he can get that third fight with Leo Santa Cruz. I don't know. Keep your eyes on Carl Frampton. That's kind of kind of Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding, if you ask me. So also 
And in case you missed it, news, Billy Dib versus Francisco Fonseca has been ordered to determine Gervonta Davis's mandatory challenger for the IBF super featherweight title. So we'll keep an eye out. Boy, Billy Dib got nine lives. Good grief. So I guess we'll be seeing him again against Francisco Fonseca. Now, also, and in case you missed it, news, you know me and RB love Americanisms and who going to check and boo type of things from Amir Khan. Well, Amir Khan has been out there talking to the media again, as he always does. And I came across an interview that he did with a site called Sports Star Live. And in the interview, the most compelling parts, I'll save you if you want to go find it, it's on sportsstarlive.com. He says that his toughest and most hurtful and most painful loss was against Danny Garcia. He should have won that fight. Yeah, we thought he was going to win, but Danny gave him that work. And he is now saying that the hardest puncher, uh, let's see, let me tell you, the, let me tell you who that punch would have knocked out a horse. He's talking about the punch after he lost to Canelo Alvarez when he got knocked out. Also, I went up in two weight categories. Alvarez is a very good boxer. When Alvarez beats Triple G, people will know what I'm saying. What's left for Amir Khan? Mm. I have two years left for me in boxing. That's four fights. I know I want to fight at the end of this year, but I, but I don't know who. People want me to fight the gender thing. They also, I also hope I can fight Manny Pacquiao and Garcia again. And I, wait, I'm sorry. I hope I can fight Manny oh Pacquiao God. too. I also want to fight Garcia one more time. It's all up to Al Heyman, whose clients include Con, Floyd Mayweather, and other over 40 top boxers. I say all that to say that Con, you're kind of you're delusional. He is now rah-rah for Canelo, the same guy that he and his his trainer got into the ring and called essentially a coward because he wasn't fighting Triple G. But now that he's fighting Triple G, now he's cheering for Canelo. So that's your con who checked it boo uh, moment for this week. And uh, lastly, and in case you – talk about your boy, con, RB. No. No, I, you know, I rip on him so much, and this is exactly why. You know, he wants to fight Garcia again. He wants a Pacquiao fight. I mean, he really is self-entitled, and it just is crazy to me. Like, he really needs therapy. Uh, but, Jay, I do want to get back to one of your, in case you missed it, notes here, where uh, you mentioned Onito Donaire signed with Richard Schaefer and Ringstar Sports. I want to say personally that I think that was actually a really good move for Onito Donaire because – there are fights on that side for him in his weight division. There's Abner Mares, right. Carl Frampton, there's Leo Santa Cruz. So for Nonito Donaire, this move for him and this signing with Ringstar Sports, I actually think it was a really good move for him. So shout out to him and his wife. I know his wife handles a lot of his business, and I got to say I think it was a really smart, good business move for those guys. Yeah, that's definitely a great move. How many guys leave their promoter and don't have anything, and he goes right and jumps into a guy who's got yeah. a lot of big things popping. So congratulations to him. And, and lastly, Canelo Alvarez versus the WBC. They need to just hug it out at this point. It's very clear how they feel about each other. But for the fight against Triple G, Canelo will fight for the WBA and the IBF titles. Triple G is going to defend all his titles, but Canelo has no interest in the WBC and what they're talking about. So there is no WBC title at stake. He is fighting for the mm. WBA and the IBF titles only. There was also a story that came out in the last couple of days where 
Uh, Suleiman, who is the head of the WBC, says he's tired of Canelo's childish antics. So <sighs> ugly. I was gonna, ugly I, business. Yeah, that's that's what I kind of wanted to elaborate a little bit more on. Golovkin is fighting for all the belts. He's like, nah, oh. we fighting, I'm fighting for my WBC. I'm fighting for the IBF. I'm fighting the WBA. The, like, he's fighting for all them Johns. Canelo, yep. not so much. And I wish we knew more of the tea. Like, obviously, we know that Canelo is not happy when the WBC pretty much stripped him. And, well, not really stripped him, but remember he gave up his belt because he was like, look, you're not going to force me to fight Golovkin when you want me to fight him. So here you can Mm -hmm. take your, you know, green, ugly belt back or whatever he said. (laughs) So obviously we know that's where the animosity stems from. But, you know, Canelo's like really sticking to his guns. Like, no, I ain't fighting for them. No, I'm not paying that sanction fee. No, I don't care about that belt. It's like, wow. And yeah, the WBC, Mauricio Suleiman, he's shaking his head about the whole thing. He thinks that Canelo's being childish. He doesn't like his actions. And you know, he's almost like, you know, let's not forget how much we did do for you right? Like, as well. So, uh, you know, it's yeah. a double-edged word there. Yeah, you know, people always forget the other side of the equation. So here's hoping that they can get back to an amicable business relationship that's mutually beneficial to both of them. So, RB, why don't we at this point take a quick, quick commercial break, and we'll be back with some know it and blow it, know it or blow it, and some word on the curb. Yep, got it. Because the right gift can speak volumes for home, for fragrance, for great body products. Think for Alma.com, offering you the finest products for any and every occasion you can imagine. Say you care the right way and search through our catalog of more than 800 products, from tasteful jewelry to great leather goods. So remember, when you think gifts for any occasion, think for Alma.com. All right. Hello. We want to play some Know It or Blow It. Now, listen, you people, you yes. see you in the switchboard. We're not going to call you out. Yes, but somebody, mm-hmm. there to be great, press 1 so we can place the Know It or Blow It, and you can win a free gift from forama.com. And if you have not been on forama.com, there is a lot of stuff on there that is really, really nice and really expensive, and they have all types of stuff for men and women. So it's not just a women's boutique. Fellas, there is some good lotion on there and shaving cream and all types of soaps and everything else. So let's see if somebody is willing to dare to be great. Jay, do we have a know-it-or-blow-it player? We do. We do. Let's pick them up Whoa. or her up. 562, you are on with the Morning Punch and Show with RB and J. Who is this and where are you calling from? It's uh, Diego from Paramount. What's up, Diego? Good morning, ladies. I'm uh, I'm all in one and know it'll blow it, so hopefully hopefully today. Uh, Diego, right. are you the one that called um, a couple weeks ago and we did the nickname? Yeah, yeah, it's me. Oh my God, Jay! <laughs> I I I met uh, after. Uh, no, after what, well, what I need to do right now is I need to improvise because we were actually okay. going to do the same type of trivia game uh, today with a new caller. But since we already did this one with you, I've got to find a different trivia. I'm going to just shoot one off the head. Here we go. We're going to give you. 20 seconds. I'm going to give you double okay. the amount of time. So, Jay, we're going to play our 10-second clicker twice for him. I need okay. you to name me, okay, five fighters who, 
whose last name starts with the letter S. I need five fighters whose last name starts with the letter S. They could be current or they could be old school. I need five fighters whose last name starts with the letter S. Give them 20 seconds. Okay, uh, Salvador Sanchez. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, damn, I'm, I'm thinking of first name. Um, damn, uh, shoot. Keep going, thanks. There's a million of them. I know. I just can't think of any. Um, I get too nervous. Yeah. Damn. Oh, Diego. I'm like a. I'm like a mere con. I'm daring to be great, but I always get knocked out. You know. <laughs> I mean, I'm the only one pressing the 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 one. I know. I know other callers are probably mad at me, but. Uh, Dude, I'll try again. Oh, all right. All right. We're I can't. I couldn't think of any. I, I thought of Sa- Saul Alvarez, uh, Sergio Martinez, but that's the first thing. Listen, as soon as you get off this call, you're going to probably think of 10 fighters. It always happens that way. As soon as you get off, you're going to think Earl Spence. You're going to think Sanchez. Oh, you're going to think Adonis Stevenson. You're going to think Curtis oh, Stevens. You're going to think Shoot. of all these Sam Solomon. Yes, there's a million. Yeah. All right, Diego, I, we are gonna put even you a back dog, in the dog man. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for listening to the morning punching show. Damn, even the dog man. The dog was like, I got some fighters. The dog knows. See how he's barking in the back. <laughs> oh man. All right, Jay, you hit the streets last weekend. You hit the streets of Inglewood. And you asked people, random people that you did not know in the streets if they were going to buy the Mayweather-McGregor fight. And you have a clip for us to listen to, and uh, we want to hear who's going to buy Mayweather-McGregor. Let me just say right now that Inglewood (laughs) Inglewood is lit. Over the weekend, I was at the Taste of Inglewood. I was there to film something totally different. But I thought, huh, there's a lot of people out here. It's not at a boxing event, so maybe I'll get a good crosshair of what people are thinking. This is trimmed down to fit the show but if you want to see the full almost nine minute video go to bad culture tv but here is what i i asked the people are you going to buy mayweather mcgregor or canelo triple g and how's it going to end and here's a, a sampling of some of the responses that i got There's Mayweather McGregor and there's Canelo Triple G. Which fight are you going to buy? Mayweather. 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 And nobody's buying Canelo no, Triple G? I don't even know who that is. Who are you? I don't even know who that is. Who are you? Next okay, question. all right. So who is, how is, May, how is Mayweather McGregor going to play out? Mayweather. Mayweather. Why? How? How is it going to go? Name, name, name three people that hit Mayweather. Really? Zab Judah. Valdemir. Now name one out. person he lost to. What's that, rec- what's all that right. record? That's, that's all I'm saying. He don't lose. So why will he go? Completely honest. All right. Well, I'm not going to buy either fight because I'm going to be working those days. All right. However, if I was going to buy a fight, I'd buy a real fight with Canelo versus Triple G. That's a real boxing fight. Not this highlight McGregor versus Mayweather. Well, we're going to buy that. 
that 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 Mayweather fight because we 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 uh we we support our black brother in whatever he do, and I believe he gonna knock him out. You know what I'm saying? Because I believe that he's just uh he's on another skill level when it comes. Wow, that's that's a good question. I got Floyd, Floyd all day. Which fight am I gonna buy? You gotta you gotta answer that question first. I'm probably not gonna buy either one of them. Not because I'm not a boxing fan. Just because I'm not gonna spend the 99 on Floyd, because honestly I think it's gonna be you know a, a, it's gonna be a pony show, you know. Well, you know I'm obviously gonna get the Mayweather McGregor because it's a spectacle. Uh, McGregor's gonna get beat within the first five rounds. It's gonna be disastrous. Mayweather's gonna trample over him. I'm sad. I'm sad for McGregor. I'm sad for. Him. And brother wow. said he's sad for McGregor. So, you know, the general consensus is, you know, a couple of those guys, uh, the one that said he's not buying a fight with Inglewood Cop, he said, shout out to Inglewood PD for stopping and talking with me. And the other guy who said that he uh, is looking more forward to the Canelo Triple G fight, but he's going to buy the Mayweather fight. A whole sprinkling of opinions. Thank you to the people of Inglewood for coming out and talking to me. So right now, as we know, the spectacle Mayweather McGregor is leading in the consumer polls. This week, I'm going to hit the streets of Compton, and I'm also going to hit Lenox, I'm going to hit Venice, and I'm going to hit Hollywood, so we can get a whole different variety of opinions, and we'll see at the end who is going to be buying what. So thanks again to the folks. I had a great time. That was great. We got to do more jaywalking. I mean, when you you talk to random people, you really get the real stuff, and you know, we're such hardcore fans, so we see things one way. But there is the mainstream out there, and it's really good to, you know, get an opinion from the casuals, you know. And, and we're over here saying, man, we ain't watching Mayweather McGregor, and everybody out in the street, they talking about they watching it. Yep, paying the hundred right? without blinking, yeah. without blinking. I ain't got the hundred. Yep. I ain't got it. You you right. heard it. All right, listen, I'm going to go ahead and dish the word on the curb. We have like three, four more minutes here. Uh, word on the curb is uh, there's a fight in development, a title eliminator between Juan Carlos Tayano and Alexis Santiago. Alexis Santiago is a TMT fighter. Um, I expect one of I expect this fight might land either on the Mayweather uh, McGregor undercard or one of the shows that they're doing this that week. I think there's like an FS1 card and then there's something going on the night before. Uh, but that's a good little rumble. It'll be Payano versus Alexis Santiago. Also, word on the curb is that the WBC gave their word that they are going to make Sean Porter versus Danny Garcia. Now, obviously, it's not going to be next because, as you heard Jay said, Porter got a fight lined up with Thomas DeLorme coming up. But the WBC did say, look, with Keith Thurman being injured and being out pretty much the the rest of the year he can't hold the belt hostage he is going to see to it that they make porter danny garcia so the fight Mm. is going to happen that's the word on the curb i haven't seen any of that written anywhere but a very very good source told me that they were guaranteed that that fight was going to happen fingers crossed for that last piece of word on the curb is landy laura we're all wondering when, when's he going to fight again? Who's he going to fight? He is scheduled to come back in October. And word on the curve is he is going to fight Terrell Gachet. Mmm. Really? Really? <laughs> I know That's y'all didn't see that coming. 
I know you didn't yeah. see that coming. At all. Wow. Jay, you like who? You what? Yeah, I know. I know who Terrell. I'm like, uh, they went through all the names <laughs> and said Terrell Gosset. I mean, did they have like a little wheel of fortune spinner? Like, boom. <laughs> I have a feeling like people were in a in a board meeting and looked at each other like, wait, who? Way? And that's no diss to Terrell. Do not start tagging not. Terrell Gosset on Twitter saying that we dissing <laughs> him on the Morning Punch and Show. Don't even. But come on. Laura Gauche, yes. that's what the streets are talking about. Don't even try to play that, us. And don't play us on Twitter. The, that's the word on the curb. And if I see an article come out today or tomorrow with this word on the curb, I'm coming at y'all. Uh, so anyway, that is projected to go down probably in October. So Laura versus Gauche. All right. Jay, give us this weekend's yeah. flight schedule, and let's close out and uh, finish the rest of our week strong. All right. So the weekend fight schedule we have got on Friday from India, Mauricio Herrera versus Jesus Sotokaras. Oh, we should have done that one in a prediction one. But we've got that fight coming up, Mauricio Herrera versus Jesus Sotokaras. Get your beers ready because you can probably have a beer with both of them as soon as the fight is done. So that's going to be on ESPN. Also, Vyacheslav Shabransky versus Todd Unthank May is in the co-feature. So you'll find that one on ESPN and ESPN Deportes. Also on Showtime this weekend from Detroit, Clarissa Shields makes her first title run versus uh, Nikki Adler. They're going to be fighting for Adler's WBC and the vacant IBF super middleweight title. So, yeah, tune in to Showtime and see uh, who's going to be great on that card. Money's on Clarissa Shields, but you never know because Nikki Adler is, in fact, the champion. On Saturday the 5th on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, I'll be in the house for all fight action. Vasil Lomachenko versus Miguel Mariaga. You heard our prediction wars earlier in the show. They're fighting for Lomachenko's WBO Junior lightweight title. And in the co-feature, Raimundo Beltran versus Brian Vasquez. See how my Spanish is still better than Danny Garcia's? CC, CC, KC, Keno. And that is your weekend fight schedule. Back to you, RB. All right. Uh, looking forward to Herrera Soto Carras. I think um, the loser, I think that that'll be the, the end of his last hurrah. And definitely looking forward yeah. to the ESPN card. Um, okay, so listen, guys, I, I want to throw it out there that we are looking for more sponsors on the Morning Punch and Show. If you have a business or a brand, that needs visibility, exposure, branding, social media promotions, RB&J, we got you. Send me an email, michelleatraisinsbabe.com. I could send you some packages that are super affordable. We have early bird specials um, that I think that many, many businesses would find attractive. Today's show is brought to you by NationwideAutoWarranties.com, TorAma.com, and TheBoxingInsider.com. Make sure you visit BadCulture.net. RagingBabe.com. We appreciate you guys for listening today on a Wednesday. Thank you, Jay, for always being so amazing and catching us up with all the In Case You Missed It news because I was definitely over here sipping coffee listening to all that. Um, catch us every Monday morning from 8 to 9 right here. Next week, uh, we are told that we're going to have Earl Spence on Hotline Bling. So tune in yes. Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific time. It's the Morning Punch and Show. Thank you for making us a part of your day. We're out.